when we're rucking, we're focused on each other. Uh, you know, so it's really, it, 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 it's, it's, it's great because it can become like almost a small little group therapy session. Lean in, lean into that foxhole. And if that foxhole isn't sturdy enough to lean in, then lean on because I'm right next to you. All right, thanks, ladies and gents, for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. I'm your host, as I've been for the last almost four years on here, Jason Dennis. And uh, you can catch us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple, where you can write a review. We'd love to hear from you, hear your feedback, good, bad, or ugly. And I uh, would love love that for sure. And uh, so I hope you are doing well. And uh, we're going to talk on uh, this particular episode about a military event coming up um, as uh, you know, it's a way to exercise and support a great cause as we enter the uh, month of September, where hopefully things will start cooling down. In fact, here in Georgia, where I am, we had the three hottest days of the year in a row 100 degrees was the high and it felt like about 108 to 110 uh three straight days um on i think it was friday through sunday and in fact i ran a uh, a 5k got my pr 22 minutes and 22 seconds if you can believe that at age 47 and uh it was in the midst of it being at midnight was the 5k it was 90 it was 85 degrees heat index was 93 so that's really high at midnight to be running uh, 3.1 miles. So uh, speaking of 5Ks, we'll, we'll talk about that with the the guests coming up, one that uh, you can uh, run and support uh, a, a really a fantastic military cause. And um, speaking of sports, uh, on our last episode, we had two gentlemen on from a men's ministry called The Redeemed, and they hosted an event that I had a chance to attend last week with the one and only Tim Tebow, uh, one of, if not the greatest college football player ever, won two championships with the Florida Gators and went on to play in the NFL some, and is, he's a, went on to be an analyst, as he is now, for SEC and, and uh, pro football, and uh, is a uh, four-time New York Times bestselling author, has the Tim Tebow Foundation, but I just wanted to give you a little taste of what he said. He talked about um, you know, putting the mission before who gets credit. He talked a lot about love, encouragement, doing life together, uh, anger, biblical principles, uh, and our purpose to walk with God and do good works for Him. Specifically, this is one of the quotes from, that I wrote down from Tim Tebow, who gave a great one-hour message to about 500 men here in Columbus, Georgia. He said, God went on a rescue mission for all of us. It's not about your scars. It's about His. We don't serve a promise maker. We serve a promise keeper. Well said by Tim Tebow. And so check out that episode uh, from uh, last one, episode 170, I believe, uh, with uh, Nate and Paul talking about what the Redeemed is doing with events like this uh, in the Southeast. And speaking of events, uh, we our guest for today is retired Army Staff Sergeant Lee Rollins, who lives in East Alabama. And uh, part of his time, decades in the military, he deployed to Afghanistan with the Army in 2008 and 2009. And uh, he is leading an event coming up called the 9-11 Heroes Run. This one's called the Chattahoochee Valley Heroes Run. And it's going to be happening at the YMCA downtown in Columbus, Georgia. And it's going to, uh, you can you can ruck, you can run. Uh, and uh, as part of that, you are honoring and, uh, you know, paying homage and raising money for first responders and military heroes. 
Uh, and we're going to talk more about the Travis Mannion Foundation, which is what it all benefits, uh, coming up in just a little bit with Lee. He is a military veteran advocate, motivational speaker, career coach. He works right now for Warriors Georgia Southwest Regional as an employment coordinator where uh, through the Georgia Army National Guard, he helps citizen soldiers, reservists, veterans, family members as they transition uh, from uh, being service members to having gainful employment throughout the state of Georgia, the Peach State. He's also the co-owner of Ruck Style since January of 2020 in uh, Salem, Alabama. And he's uh, dedicated really several years now to the success of vets making that transition out of the military into the civilian workforce. Now, during his time in the U.S. Army, um, he uh, spent some time really all over the world. Uh, he was a mortar section sergeant in Camp Casey in Korea back uh, about 20 years ago. And then he went on to be an instructor in the U.S. Army Sniper School at Fort Benning, which is now uh, Fort Moore, training and certifying more than 500 sniper students in that time period. He also was a mortar section leader and squad leader and sergeant uh, with the uh, different troops in Fort Hood, Texas from 2007 to 2014 and uh, ended his career as a U.S. Army instructor and operations manager back here at Fort Benning. And so he loves rucking, uh, which is, uh, you know, an, an important thing where you put a backpack on 20 or 30 pounds and you uh, uh, you just go. And uh, this 9-11 Heroes Run he's going to tell you more about is uh, uniting communities really all over the world with a goal to never forget the sacrifices of the heroes of September 11th and the, you know, the wars we've had since then, veteran, first responders, civilian, and military. So we want to honor the fallen and never forget what happened on 9-11. I'm going to tell you a little bit later about where I was on September 11, 2001. So uh, here's uh, my conversation with Lee Rollins. Welcome, uh, Lee Rollins, to the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, being with us. Jason, thank you so much. I'm I'm always excited when you reach out and ask me to come and talk about something. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk about, um, you know, we talk a lot about fitness on this podcast. We're going to talk about running, rocking, uh, injuries, things and stuff we all go through in life, no matter what age we're at. Uh, we're going to talk about military and mental health and uh, how you um, you know have dedicated a lot of your life to helping veterans. Um, and uh, but I, I wanted to start off with um, you know there's a, a an event coming up. Uh, it'll be about a week or so after this podcast comes out. The September 11th Heroes Run. This time it's it's the Chattahoochee Valley. It's all of like uh, West Georgia, East Alabama. People yes. can come out and run and yes. and benefit uh, local veterans. Um, well, first of all, and, and and we were talking about this off mic, but um, you know as a military veteran yourself, you know long time in the army. Uh, where were you on September 11th, 2000? So this was twenty, almost twenty-two years yeah. ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I was actually in Fort Polk, Louisiana, getting ready. Uh, my squad was stacked. We were getting ready to do some um, some room clearing. Uh, we were prepping for our um, deployment to Kosovo. And um, as soon as my number one man entered through the doorway, we got a net call over the radio, um, saying, telling everyone to come to the Chow tent for um, an emer uh, global emer or a national emergency. Um, and when we got there, it was just, they had, they had already had all the TV set up and they were asking for folks, um, they were asking for soldiers that had family that lived in New York City, specifically um, around the Twin Tower areas, um, anyone from Pennsylvania. Uh, so, you know, I was one of those people that raised their hands and, you know, they're like, okay, who lives in Pennsylvania? Do you have family that lives in Pennsylvania? I said, my mom. 
and they asked where and I let them know and you know um, that was before we had smartphones um, so they looked on the map and, and they were like no your your family's good but get on your phone and still give your mom a call just to make sure you know it didn't too, hit too close to home and uh, so yeah I've, I, I've remember that day so clearly it was just it was a shock yeah. absolute shock and being already in the military for six years at that point mm -hmm. in the army and uh, I think you know at that point you had spent some time um, I think maybe you went to Korea after that but what was what was that like as as a member of the military were you thinking okay we're going to war now was there just a, a shock to the system where you guys were maybe the adrenaline or you're maybe scared of what's gonna happen next no it, it, well it was it, number one it was a shock to the system we were you know just like everybody we were shocked that it actually happened um, at, at such a large scale um, in such a large scale operation and um, we didn't we really didn't know what was next um, you know like we were getting ready we were just a few months for getting ready to go to Kosovo um, and I remember my battalion commander you know coming in a couple days later and letting us all know like look our mission still stands um, if at any point there's any kind of action that's going to be taken, um, it's not going to be us. We're, we're not going to be the first ones in the shoot. We already have a mission uh, that we have to go do. Um, there were a lot of younger soldiers um, that were kind of they, you could you could sense that they were starting to get scared. There were others that were just hardwired. Uh, for it and they were getting really excited, you know, trying to ask questions to see, you know, if they can position themselves if to to be a part of any kind of action if any action was taking place. Um, I mean, it was just a whole array of just emotions, thoughts, conversations, all those different kinds of things. But at the end of the day, it was really like we were still in shock of we were attacked and we lost all those innocent people. Like it was just like but why? You know, that was always the question that I've always asked is yeah. why? It's the mix you of know. like sadness, anger, yeah. what can I do? Mm -hmm. And we talked about how, you know, there's a lot of people that joined up, uh, you know, volunteered to yes. be in the army after that happened because they wanted to be a part of, you know, some people call it revenge, some people call it justice, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to, to try to figure out, okay, what can we do to avenge so many people lost mm -hmm. right on our on our soil. And I know that you, um, you know, part of your Army career, I think this must have been about close to seven years after 9-11, mm -hmm. you went to Afghanistan, yes. is that correct? Yes. Is that your own, did you? Uh, so I had Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, so it was, um, you know, even so during that time um, when we started to get the influx of, of uh, new soldiers that, you know, were inspired to join um, that call to service, um, we just kind of, we had to get them to, to, to pump the brakes a little bit, uh, so to speak, mentally, um, because where we were, where we were stationed, we already knew that um, there were specific missions that needed to take place. Um, you know, and that's kind of one of those things where, you know, even I was in Korea uh, in 2003 and uh, one of our brigades got activated. They got notified that they were going to go um, in support of, uh, of Iraqi freedom. And I was one of the first to volunteer. Um, I didn't get selected. Um, I had a couple of soldiers that did get selected and, you know, it. they got that opportunity, you know, and it was just kind of like, like, all right, cool. Um, and then when I got my opportunity uh, to go, it was a... Uh, it was, a, it was a huge shock, shock to the system to 
number one, uh, be a part of the military for so long and you know, you anticipate and you always train for some kind of conflict, um, but to actually be there firsthand uh, and experience it's something that's so unnatural. Um, it was, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, it changes your entire, your soul. You know, a lot of people say it's changing your core. No, it changes your soul. Um, so it's, it's, it was definitely one of those experiences where me going over there and, and continuing the mission, it was about bringing peace. Um, you know, by that point, the majority of, um, the majority of the, the people, the key players, um, were already either, you know, found, um, or, you know, captured or killed or anything like that. So, you know, what we were doing was we were like, my mission was we were to stop anybody else, uh, that would, you know, try to cause more harm, um, to anybody. So, and I know, you know, um, you know, along with the losses that we saw in New York and Pennsylvania on September 11, 2001, we had, you know, uh, many losses of soldiers, um, you know, um, and, and, and public service, you know, firefighters, police as well. Um, but you, you, know, you have a shirt on Travis Mannion Foundation um, about speaking of loss, you know, and how that loss Obviously, you grieve that loss as family members, as fellow soldiers, but then using that as a, 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 a springboard to like, okay, wh- how can we bring awareness? How can we bring support to, to veterans, you know, and the families of those that are lost? Yeah. You know, so tell me about the importance of that, and I know the event coming mm-hmm. up, everything. So realistically, the importance of the Travis Manion Foundation is that their mission is to empower, uh, empower. That, that's such a big word, right? Yeah. Uh, empower. Number one, Gold Star family members, uh, because that's why the foundation was started, to um, celebrate his legacy um, and use that legacy, use that story to help guide the future generations. Um, and for those who don't know, yeah. tell us, kind of the, give us the, the, the uh, version so, of a Travis Mannion's story. So Travis uh, was a Marine Corps lieutenant. Um, he was a reconnaissance lieutenant, went to Iraq. Um, he was all about service, all about all about mentoring. I, I think you know, reading his book, talking to Ryan, his sister, um, just getting to know more about him, um, gave me the kind of the inspiration to continue to do what he was doing. Where, you know, when he was on leave prior to his last deployment, um, he went to New York City and he visited, you know, all of the fire departments, the law enforcement, you know, the, the police stations, and thanked every single one of those those first responders that he could because of what had happened on September 11th. That's what really kind of, it inspired him, you know? Um, And then after we lost, we lost Travis in Iraq, you know, it was kind of one of those things where um, Mrs. Mannion was trying to find ways to help Gold Star family members because it was still fairly new, uh, so to speak, um, in in all the organizations that are available in support. Um, So they decided to to, to put together the Travis Media Foundation. And, you know, uh, the 9-11 Heroes Run started in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. It was just one of these little 5Ks that they were putting on. And as the foundation started to grow and we were able to connect with more veterans and more families of the fallen and inspired civilians, um, we're now at, you know, I mean, it's at a national level. Um, and it's, it's, it's truly amazing, you know. And, and But taking that 
for me gives me the opportunity to take everything that I've ever learned, not only through the military, but through life. Uh, and my personal life uh, and share those experiences and share the experiences of growth and what it took for me to understand um, who I was, who I am now, and why do I still want to continue to grow and be better. Um, and that's one thing that, you know, um, a lot of our, our youth today uh, is missing is that, that positive influence that can, you know, one in three don't have a positive influence in their life. And so that it gives us the ability to go into the schools, go into youth organizations and provide that mentorship, um, get them to understand, number one, what is character? You know, how do their 24 character traits define who they are? You know, and then we go through and, and we, we challenge them to um, create a community service project um, within, their, uh, within their local community. And what we do is we'll actually and that then becomes what was called an Operation Legacy, and we'll name that after a fallen soldier. You know, so it's really it's really cool how all-encompassing it is, and realistically, how a lot of these organizations are now coming together um, and working together because we're, we're now realizing that you know it takes a village. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it certainly does. Now, how many um, runs at ballpark are there? Like, I mean, like uh, I know that you know, it started in Pennsylvania, but are we yes. talking about dozens? So hundreds? I like right. So I was at the race. I was on the race director meeting last night, and there were forty-two race directors in that meeting. So I know for a fact there's over there's over forty-two uh, across the globe. And this is going to be happening, uh, at least in the Columbus, Georgia area, on Saturday, September 9th. Yes. The race starts at 8 a.m.? Starts at 8 a.m. Um, and just to kind of, um, there's been a lot of confusion today, uh, as we, we were talking about on social media uh, with a lot of folks from T Team RWB. Uh, we do understand that it's the same race as the old mill race uh, that Columbus Roadrunners uh, is hosting. Um, they were awesome enough to, to, to give us the opportunity to run the 9-11 race. In, uh, in conjunction with the old mill race. So yeah, set, uh, Saturday, September 9th at uh, the Thayer YMCA at, at 8 a.m. This is the YMCA, kind of downtown Columbus, yes. near mm -hmm. the near you know that YMCA and the Hotel Indigo, yes. the, mm -hmm. that whole area yes. and stuff. Yes. And so when people can sign up, and so, and does the money, where does the money go to? So the money goes to the Travis Media Foundation, and what they do is they take that money and they put it towards the funding of all of the um, youth programming, youth and uh, specifically Gold Star uh, programming, um, where they will, um, Gold Star uh, children, Gold Star families will be, have the opportunity to go on uh, expeditions um, to, they just, uh, not a couple of months ago, they just did one to um, uh, Puerto Rico. So they went to Puerto Rico and, you know, some of them it, that it was their first time thought it was going to be more kind of like a self-help, self-healing kind of thing, um, where realistically what it was, was it was a huge community service project that they were being a part of. But during that time, they would have small group session where, you know, the, the seeds of knowledge and the seeds of healing were being planted. Um, and it's really amazing how um, all these expeditions happen. Um, and you know, it's just you, you see when they come in, 
and while they're working and as they grow while they're working you know they sh they start to show their vulnerability um through sweat equity um and then you get to to hear these amazing stories of 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 pain of wellness of you know moving forward falling back moving forward all that kind of stuff and when when they get out of it it's something that they share with the other gold star family members um that are within their communities um, so that they can sign up for these the, these expeditions, these projects that, you know, the, the foundation, Travis Manning Foundation, we want to invite them to come. Um, you know, it, it's truly amazing what TMF does for the entire veteran community. Um, outside of the, the expeditions for, for Gold Star family members, um, there's a program that I completed two years ago, or three years ago almost, uh, called the Spartan Leadership Program. Uh, it was a seven-month program um, about leadership, um, which it goes through all these different um, evolutions, but it starts with self, and then from self to community at, at the seven-month mark. Um, and you know, your capstone project is to plan, coordinate, and conduct a community service project um, that is going to be impactful um, on your community with uh, w w with a with a focus on bridging the gap. You know, and it, it's it was just it's just so amazing what is offered to us and um, how many opportunities and the things that 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 are just so amazing. You know, like. Um, Two years ago, um, during our back to school drive, we went to the City of Refuge in downtown Atlanta um, to meet with some students, some fifth grade students um, that are, you know, are not in a really great place in life, um, whether they come from a home of drug abuse or physical abuse or anything like that. But um, we were able to, you know, give them brand new Under Armour backpacks that were um, filled with school supplies and what really touched my heart that day was number one my son got to go with me and experience you know what I get to do uh, when I volunteer with the Travis Media Foundation but we were one bag short and there was this one fifth grade student who was down but he just you could tell that he was distraught because he didn't get a bag um, and one of his classmates just walked over and was like here I have a brand new one you can have it and to me at that age a fifth grader you know understanding empathy in the in 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 or in that way sh showing it i mean that right there to me if, if if there's children that are in the worst way possible that can do that well i mean let's let you know let's let let's let's make this a good virus and 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 just let it spread yeah it's it's contagious and most people know gold mm -hmm. star families you know being unfortunately <laughs> families that that lost a loved one um you know i killed an action or killed mm -hmm. you know uh, while on duty and you know if i remember right this because i remember i think i read a I, I believe i read a book years ago about travis Mannion, and he has a famous line you know if not me then who yes and so that yes. you know that sticks out to me and that's i know that's been kind of a slogan or it is a, you know yeah it's right there it's my wristband um gotcha. i wear this every single day um i remember when i got my first one and i and, and i saw those five words and it was made such like i just sat back and just thought about it for a moment what does that mean to you or what i mean for, for our audience that are listening what kind of how do those words resonate you know for um not just for soldiers but yeah. for just life in general you know in life in life general we We've we, you know we we've we've become these this this society that a lot of times looks the other way. Um, they don't 
you know, we're, we're being more reactive than proactive. You know, to me, if not me, then who? What that means is that I see someone in need. I see someone that needs something. I, I see something that is wrong. I'm going to be the best version of me when I go and approach and try to make that right. Um, and that right there is, is you know, that's quintessential. And, you know, that, you know, the motto, if not me, then who? I mean, it's kind of one of those things when you look at um, one of the ethos is, you know, purpose begins with passion, right? Um, one of my passions is helping people. You know, I wouldn't be in the job that I'm in today if I didn't want to help people. Um, and, you know, it gives us the ability to, you know, just show people that, there are good human beings out there because all it takes is one random act of kindness. Um, all it, it just takes one time to really change somebody's life forever, you know. And that's I think that's what's really awesome. And and through the Travis Mania Foundation, they've empowered me to do it. You know, I think that's the the biggest thing. You know, I mean, we use words like enrichment and all these other ones, but if you're if you're inspired, you're empowered. If you have purpose, if you have passion, you have purpose. You know, there's so many things that that we teach and we and we talk to the, to everybody about. Um, where you know, realistically, it's the simple things that we do in life. It's the very basic things that that are going to make us find our success and 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 help us in wellness. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about you know um, uh, volunteering and and giving back and, and helping uh, fellow veterans, but also, you know, like we were talking about fitness. I know that for you, you know, the, the times I've seen you over the years, rucking is a big part of, of your life. And, uh, and and I mean, running, you know, which is what running and walking is what some people will do in the, mm -hmm. the Heroes Run on September 9th. Um, but uh, some people, you know, may, may be rucking it as well. And so tell me about what rucking is and why it's such a passion for you. Because I know in the Army, you're getting up at, um, you know, when you're right. when you're in, you're yes. getting up at five in the morning. Yeah. You're running even earlier. You have to right. meet, you have to meet mm -hmm. these standards of like, yes. okay, you have to run two miles mm -hmm. in twelve minutes or yeah. whatever else yeah. it is. So, um, what what is it? Uh, um, has rucking been something? Why why are you so passionate about it? So, number one, I'm passionate about rucking uh, because physically. Um, it's the one thing that I can do. Uh, when when I was medically retired, um, you know, it, it was for an injury that caused me to stop running, to have to stop running. And for a long time, I've, you know, just trying to find something that would allow me to continue to get some cardio, um, but also challenge my, give myself that mental challenge. Um, so, uh, you know, we were, I was, you know, I would always walk around with a backpack and everything like that. And I was, for some reason, I found this organization called Go Ruck, um, you know, and they, they put out this challenge. It was the uh, the 50 mile star course uh, in DC, and that was it was the very first one that they were doing. Right, it was the first time they were doing a star course. This is not a short distance. No, 50 miles in 20 <laughs> hours, right? Wow. And it was basically a scavenger hunt throughout Washington DC. But step off time was at 9 p.m. Right, um, and this was like right around Memorial Day weekend. And I remember these th th these events so vividly because it was like one of the worst experiences in my life. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not. It was hot. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, so this was so it was an April, Mayish okay. that kind of thing. All right, all right. Um, and it was sixty-two degrees, and they had oh. one of the wettest springs ever. Um, so you know, there there were part there were times when I felt like I was back in Korea uh, during <laughs> during tsunami season or, or um, uh, during the rainy season I mean because rain was coming in all different directions um, and we got to about I got to about mile marker 34 and I quit wow. 
I quit. I just, I, you know, I, I was just kind of like, wow, this is, I can't believe I quit, you know, that kind of thing. So I came home and I was crushed, you know, I was like, I know I could do this. And, and I love rocking so much. Um, but, uh, so I came home and started kind of getting, figuring out a plan, you know, like, Hey, let me just go out. And, you know, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, can't run anymore. I get so bored on the elliptical, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just going to start rocking, you know, and I started to go. Um, and I invited a couple of friends and then, you know, originally it was for me, it was my therapy. I could kind of process everything that was going on throughout the day and, you know, analyze the different decisions that I made, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, for me, I invited one of my friends who's a firefighter over in Phoenix City um, and one of my uh, old army battle buddies and we just started walking together and then we started talking. And then through conversation throughout our rocks, we were finding um, growth, you know, um, you know, me being a veteran, uh, my friend being still in the military and my other friend being a firefighter, we're all talking about all the different types of situations and, you know, all the traumas we've, 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 we've witnessed and all that kind of stuff. And we, and it, it ended up becoming like a therapeutic session that kind of thing. So it, it, it was really awesome. So, I mean, I love rucking. Um, and you know, unfortunately I haven't done it in a while because I pulled my calf, uh, during a yellow jacket attack. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't moved that fast in years, Uh, (laughs) but, um, but you know, even so the things that I'm doing, I'm still using that same mindset of, you know, it gives me the ability to process. It gives me, you know, um, I love talking about like uh, emotional quotient and emotional intelligence and all that. And it's something that I've really been studying over the course of like the last three years. Um, it's given me the ability to help myself um, in, in the self-healing aspect. But yeah, I mean, it, rucking just became kind of like an addiction to me um, because, you know, like, do I miss running? Yeah, I do. When it's hot outside, like right now, no, I don't. It's it's hot out there, yeah. yeah. But it's good training. It you is. Know, it is. What, it but is. and now with rucking, how much? I mean, like pounds wise, are you carrying oh, in your so, backpack? So or is there certain, to, yeah. are there certain rules, or or is it kind of just up to the individual? So so it just with the ruck club, it's completely up to the individual. Um, you know, uh, we go by go ruck rules, uh, event rules, right? Um, their basic star course rules is that if you weigh more than 150 pounds, you carry 20 pounds. Uh, if you weigh less than 150 pounds, you carry 10 pounds. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's a weighted backpack. You go out there and you have fun. You know, I talk to a lot of people and they're like, rocking, I just can't do it. And I'm like, how many times have you been to an amusement park and you've carried a backpack or you've carried one of your kids all day? You know, I'm like, you've done it. You know, I, I tell moms all the time, like, you're the original rucker. You front loaded your children for nine months, you know? So, yeah. but no, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a backpack. Uh, I carry 20 pounds. Um, that can you, make you stronger, obviously, but yes. also can you mess up your back? You I, can. If you're not used to this? If you're not used to it. And that's that's where we really, really, uh, one of the things that we do is we, we really try to educate um, newcomers uh, when they come out and 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 and, and they want to and, and, and they want to join in with us is we have to educate them on you know number one it's weight how do you wear how do you wear that you know how do you properly wear the bag on your body because not everybody but everyone's spine or you know or body type is the same so we have to figure out a good 
um, area of where you lock in your bag with your shoulder straps to where you're not leaning too far forward, you're not leaning too far back, that kind of thing. Um, and we really encourage people to, um, if they feel pain, stop. You know, stop, take the bag off, let somebody know what's going on, that kind of thing, because the last thing we want to do is really anybody getting hurt. Uh, because number one, it's all voluntary, right? Um, and you know, it's it's one of those things where you know we want you to be able to find wellness out of this, not pain. Um, you know, if you want to find pain out of it, go and do a go ruck event. You know, <laughs> <laughs> try one of those yeah. fifty miler. Yeah, yeah, right? try a fifty miler or a go ruck tough, that kind of thing. But um, but here, but at our level, what we try to do is we just try to give people um, a new option uh, to cardio. I mean, you know, that a lot of times when I'm rucking and you know if it's just us I'm rucking for like heart rate zone you know um, you know we're not going we're going for not not just for time uh, but we might be going for a specific distance but during that distance I want to stay within a specific cardio zone you know so it's really honestly it's 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 really really great where you know the folks that are joining us uh, quite a few of them have a really good background in fitness um, physical therapy, you know, I mean, we, we have first responders and nurses that Everybody come out Everybody can educate each other. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, and it, it's, it's a community. Um, you know, the, you know, no bad attitudes. That's one of the biggest rules. You know, don't come with a bad attitude. Don't, you know, we're, we're all here together. Um, you know, and that's, that's really, honestly, that's kind of, you know, what, what we want to do is we just want to build a new community and, um, or add on to the, the fitness community that's in the Chattahoochee Valley because we've got runners, we've got cyclists, we've got swimmers, we've got kayakers, we've got paddle boarders, all that kind of stuff. Um, let's introduce, you know, the new kid on the block, that kind of thing. Um, and, and it's funny, you know, it's fun because we're, we're here right next to Fort Moore and we talk to our service members and a lot of them like, oh, I do it so much. I'm like, but when you do it in the military, it's very strict right um you know there's noise and light discipline you know you're maintaining a specific interval um you can't listen to music or you shouldn't be listening to music um you know that kind of thing you're very very focused on your mission where when we're rocking we're focused on each other um you know so it's really it, it, it it's 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 great because it can become like almost a small little group therapy session yeah, I mean, you can, go, you can go have a cup of coffee with yeah. someone, but this is the same thing. You're just getting the health benefits, the exercise, right. Right. burning some calories. And so when you say the we, is there a, a certain organization or that, or a group that gets together and, and how on, on a weekly basis? Or? So, yes. So uh, normally on Monday or Tuesday, the Smith Station uh, Go Ruck Club, uh, they'll meet up about 530. This over. is in East Alabama. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and and they're, it's, we have, they have one meetup spot. It's over at Chattahoochee Brewing, right on the other side of the 13th. Street Bridge. Um, and then on Wednesdays with Team RWB and um, Big Dog and Columbus Roadrunners, we have a one-hour ruck on, on Wednesdays at 6.30. Over, and we all meet up at Big this Dog. This is at night. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Um, it's too early to wake up, you know, like I'm, I'm retired, you know, so I'm like, you know, I see all these, when I see, I'm like, wow, Jason, you woke up really early. So one day but, you're going to be working. But, I, but so. you're retired, but you're yeah. staying like, you've got like, you've got like eight jobs or so something So many like things going on, right? No. So I don't know about retired Well, at all. you know, yeah. I've got one job, but you know, yeah. the rest of this is all volunteer. Right, right. You know, that's, I think that's what's really amazing too, is that, you know, when, when, it, it, we all get so wrapped up in our lives and, and we and we always talk about like I don't, I don't I don't have time to do anything you know I, you know I have a full-time job where I work 40 hours a week uh, but I still 
have been able to, you know, been able to look at what are the things that I want to be obligated in doing and being able to make time for that. I think that's another big thing too when it comes to um, being a part of these organizations is that you've got to want to do it. You know, you've got to, you know, like, you know, you can go on any social media platform and say, yeah, I want to join this group, you know, but, you know, that kind of, you know, being involved, I think that's one of the biggest things because that's where you get the most growth, you know, and that's really, that's, that's honestly, we, I, you know, I've had conversations about that today with the, with the, um, the local uh, TMRW chapter leadership is, you know, we were talking about, you know, we've got so many people signed up. How do we get you to become more involved? You know, I think that's that that's truly the question. You know, we and don't get me wrong. If if you've got kids, you probably got you've got youth sports to go to, or and all those different kinds of things. Um, but you know, try to find a way. Try to find one day to just come out and meet some folks. I think that's I, that really, honestly, I, you know, COVID really, really hurt us socially um, by locking us down and getting us. Um, into this state of just, you know, languishing. Yeah, isolation. Yeah, you know, like that, you know, languishing, and and now we have the ability to find our flow state again. But we've got to be able to be a little bit more vulnerable um, in in saying, like, yeah, I want to come out and check this out. Yeah, I, I've I've not I was not in the army myself, but I'm definitely a strong supporter and a part of our local chapter mm -hmm. of team. RWB stands for Red, White, and Blue, and I wear the the Red Eagle yes, shirt for yes. about half my races. A lot of the marathons that I do, and and we're gonna uh, have to get you a team after. That's right. There's all there's all support. People yeah. cheering eagles mm -hmm. and stuff, yeah. and and uh, you know it's it's just to show support for veterans yes. and to to show that like thank you for what you did because mm -hmm. you know having lived here you know 20 plus years in this area uh, right here next to Fort Benning yes. uh, now Fort Moore and uh, really I consider it the crown jewel of mm -hmm. the US Army where you know the home of the infantry where oh, Rangers uh, come yeah. and snipers yes, and yes. armor and, and uh, so much uh, happens here um, so many soldiers have come through mm -hmm. this area and so it's so important and I, I read online I know one of your description things it says people first veterans always and that you have uh, this passion, um, you've been it through yourself as a veteran or uh, as a soldier transitioning from that to civilian life yes. and to the, you know, the real world or yes. whatever. So um, how important is that to, to be a part of that, to help folks with that transition because it's tough. I mean, oh, yes. you've got you know people with PTSD. Um, you've got okay. I'm used to this structure uh, for like ten years, twenty yes, years, and yes. now I'm going to this. Now you have to you, you know you whatever can make your own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> so how wh why is that so important? It's it you know uh, because it, it's important to me because um, I was an army brat um, and I saw the f I I saw the flaws in the system when my dad retired, but I didn't understand you know, why he struggled finding employment after 22 years in service, right? Um, and it didn't really dawn on me until it was my time, right? Um, luckily for me, I capitalized on every opportunity uh, when it came time for me to transition out of the service. Um, so, you know, and I had good mentors. Um, one, once I realized that my time was up, um, I started just networking 
with, with, with a lot of different people from a lot of different professional areas outside of the military um, because I, I got some great advice from uh, my, my, my TAP um, advisor and, and, and she was like, never take resume advice from somebody that's still in the uniform. You know, <laughs> that's right. Yes. You know, speaks a different yes, language yes, almost, no, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, by having those good mentors, um, that helped me not struggle as much. There was still struggle um, because you know, you, number one, your your change, your lifestyle is completely changing. You know, you you know, you you can grow your hair out now. You can have a beard. Um, you know, and, and you're taking advantage of both. I've those. totally taken advantage <laughs> of those. Yeah, I just got my 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 uh, biannual haircut uh, about a month ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but but you know, it, it was it was really really weird. It, that that's and it's something that you're not used to because you're used to so much structure, right? Um, and so that's what inspired me to learn as much as I could about um, being successful and transitioning out of the military. Uh, that's what kind of got me into the professional world of knowing about human resources. You know, I'm an infantryman. I don't know anything about human resources or recruiting or anything like that, right? Um, but it got me really interested in because it was so many of my of, of, of the people before me that, that you know five six years before me retiring and I saw and, and I continued to see them struggle when it was my turn to retire and I was a person I was the facilitator standing in front of all these service members teaching them how to successfully get out of the military right and that right there that was so it was an amazing job I loved it so much um, because. I still had the ability to give back. And I think, and looking back, that's what I was missing, right? Because we're always, we're always looking for like, you know, what, what is my purpose? Why, what, what is my purpose after the military? Yeah, and right? if not me, then who? Exactly. You know? um, so I educated myself at all this stuff. Um, I, you know, I went and got certifications and all that. You can, if you put it, if you put your mind to it, you're gonna find your success. Um, and then I got this opportunity, the, the Georgia National Guard um, Work for Warriors Georgia program um, reached out to me and flat out asked me, do you wanna do what you do for real? Do you wanna stop teaching and actually do it? And I was like, let's, yeah, give me the opportunity. Give me the ball, I'll run with it. And been doing it for almost, so now, almost four years now? Almost, almost four years, yeah. yeah. You know, um, where I, you know, I work for the Georgia National Guard. Uh, the Work for Warriors Georgia program is a federally funded program under the Office of SecDef, um, where we get to, we, we, um, we assist the guardsmen, the reservists, the veterans, and the family members of the state of Georgia in connecting with employment opportunities in the state. That's great. Um, and you know, like, you know, we have our ups and downs. You know, HR recruiters. You know, you have your good weeks, you have your bad weeks, your good months, and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, it, what, what's really awesome, what's really amazing, is that when you connect with a veteran, a family member, or, or even a guardsman um, that's unemployed, they're you know they they need a job. They're they, you know they're at the point of almost being evicted because they've burn through their savings because they can't connect with an employer and you get them connected with an employer you get them ready for, you know you help them write their resume you get them ready for that interview and you get a phone you get a phone call from that employer the you know like so this happened this actually this happened yesterday and it made me feel so good um, that the employer actually called and said where is this person been hiding and I was and I was just like 
I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know. But but the but but the job that they offered him is now going to completely change his life. Yeah. You know, going from make his his former job making maybe twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year, and then being unemployed for I don't I can't remember how many months, and then me sending that email to the employer and saying I've got a service member who is in dire need of employment and this is their background do you have anything that would be available to them and when they emailed me back and said we have a position do they have any leadership experience are they in logistics do they know about logistics leadership experience logistics and send me a resume and within three days he called in for the interview and yesterday got he shook hands for, for a job that's going to change his life yeah. I mean when he called and he was like you could tell he was emotional, like on the verge of crying because he has never ever he, he you know he, he he he's never had somebody that was realistically a stranger to him bend over backwards and 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 connect him with somebody that is going to change his life. Yeah. You know, and that to me that's that you know, I'm fueled by gratitude. And that right there put me over the edge. Yeah, like right. I was just like, you know, like you just, you, I'm just so. Mo- it, 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 but that's what keeps my motivation of of helping. Gratitude is Lee's love language. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And you know? and, uh, and and having you know that um, you're you're creating a sense of of um, peace of mind or peace for these people when they come out and it's like, you know, the unknown and it's scary and it's like, what am I going to do or how can I do this? I don't know how Um, versus like I know, like you talked about, uh, it was the goal was peace when you were over in the Middle East 12, 15 years ago, but just a much different uh, way of doing it or much different uh, uh, mindset, I guess. Same mission, different tactics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Same mission, different tactics. And that's what really, honestly, that's what I teach every, you know, it, it, so like through our program, we not only, the biggest thing, it's not just about getting them a job, but it's also teaching them, right? Um, teaching them how to properly do these things, how to properly do career research, how to properly, you know, understand what you have to do to plan to get to the next step. You know, they need assistance for employment or they just need someone to talk to or someone to listen to, someone just to be there to listen. You know, that it, it, it's truly amazing, you know, kind of how this one program in the Georgia Army National Guard has the ability to just, I mean, when you think about those resources that are directly available to them, like I'm like, wow, we're doing it actively in the Georgia National Guard. Well, there's sometimes I remember in the Army when these resources were sometimes outside of out of reach right you or know you maybe felt that way right you know? and yeah. i know you've done you know been a part of leadership for a long time mm-hmm. you know even maybe earlier on in your army career and um that you were an instructor in the u.s army sniper school mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, like a year or so before you went off to afghanistan and iraq and uh so are you still are you still a good shot now or um, actually um <laughs> surprisingly yes um, okay all right it's really weird uh actually we, we just built a range out at my house and um my daughter um asked me um she's like dad do you you think you still got it? And I'm, like, Ooh, I'm pretty sure I do. You know, and then so you know, we walked back. Or she was, uh, so she was shooting a handgun, and I was like, I don't know, I'm not very good at handgun, but let's see, you know. And I shot, and it was pretty decent. And then you know, I had my rifle. I'm like, all right, well, let's go back here. And I was just, I was, I took a, I think four standing shots, and you know it still hit like right here and I was like I still have it sweetie let your boyfriend know (laughs) 
and and you know, and it's on the la the last thing, you know, yeah. um, like that kind of thing, whether it be hunting mm -hmm. or fishing yes. or running or rucking or whatever else, you know, finding uh, maybe a shared passion with other people. I found I know through Team RWB mm -hmm. and through the Travis Manion mm -hmm. Foundation that that there's you know you, you find veterans are finding wanting to find community yes. and and exercise, fitness, hobbies like that mm -hmm. can can help create that icebreaker that like okay so. You know that person may not be a veteran, or that person may not have been through what I've been through. But we can go and ruck together, or we can go and and go hunting or fishing together. Right, one thousand uh, percent. Because you know, realistically, and I and 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 you know, I, I had this conversation um, with my wife not long uh, not long ago, and we were talking about something along these lines. And I was like, you know, realistically, um, no, as a matter of fact, I was talking about, we were with um, our friends uh, who, they, uh, it was just the, the beginning of, of August was the anniversary of them losing their son to gun violence. Um, and we were sitting there talking and, and, I, and it just, it kind of came out of me as like, look, you were never in the military, but you're experiencing the same amount of grief and trauma and that feeling of just tragedy and, and and you you're not in the military and I was like I know what you're going through you know even at the the day the moment we knew uh, we lost him you know I was there you know with uh, with, with with his dad and I was like man okay let's start processing let's not stand here and let's not let's not stay within our head let's start processing um, because like the tools that I have right now are going to help you in seven days. Yeah. You know, what we're going to talk about right now is going to help you in seven days. And in seven days, the things that we're going to talk about are going to help you in three months. You know, and it's just kind of one of those things. And But what is really, what I think the world that we live in today, no matter what your walk of life was, you most likely have had some kind of experience um, that has left you with some kind of post-traumatic stress. Um, whether it be a car accident, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and that's, I think that's what's really awesome about being able to combine, you know, these audiences together, these folks together, civilians, first responders, uh, law enforcement, you know, um, medical professionals all coming together and we all have something in common. I think that's what's really awesome. Um, or, or, or we have the ability through our life experiences to connect the dots with what they're going through. Um, and that right there is just, you know, to me, at the end of the day, that's just something where, you know, if we're able to do this for free, you know, like, why why would you not come out and do it? You know, that kind of thing. But again, I, you know, I'm just I'm just a psych student right now. I'm not, you know, not a clinician or, you know, or anything <laughs> like that. But I'm just taking all the things that I've learned through positive psychology and through the understanding of EQ and EI um, and planting these seeds with these folks to start conversation to get them to kind of start re-engaging that growth mindset, you know, because that's really, honestly, that's where a lot of us struggle. Uh, veterans, specifically, we struggle with that fixed mindset. Yeah. This is the way it is. This is the way it's going to be, but that's a fallacy, right? You know, let's stop being fixed mindset. Let's be a little growth mindset. And I'm not saying kumbaya and we're going to go on roast marshmallows later, but what we're going to talk about and what we're going to do and what we're going to experience 
you're going to find growth when you get the opportunity to sit back and think about what we talked about. Yeah. You know, and that really, honestly, I think that, that that's the greatest thing about combining these communities is that we all have something in common, but we just got to give each other the opportunity to meet and connect. Yeah. So. And because we, we don't want to just get by in this right. life. I mean, and mm-hmm. God promises and wants us to have a life, a life more abundant and, right. and, and to, to, you know, to and, and connect with each other and, you know, laugh and cry with each other mm-hmm. and those kind of things. And so uh, events like you're doing and, and uh, things that Travis Menu Foundation and you're doing through uh, your job yeah. with, um, with Work for Warriors, I mean, doing amazing work. So we appreciate all that you do. And, uh, and uh, we'll, I know you'll be out there running sooner or later. So, so. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> You know, I think that I think that, you know, the biggest thing is that, you know, looking at all this holistically, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, all that it's, you know, if we just find that way, that way forward, I that's really, you know, really, it's truly amazing, you know, what we can accomplish as not only individuals, but as communities, if we just kind of take those masks off that that a lot of a lot of us wear every single day and be the truest, best version of you possible. Yeah. Um, and that's where we will find our way forward. Uh, one of my really great um, cohort members in SLP, um, Zach, it had said two words to me that has always stuck with me. And he said, lean in, mm-hmm. lean in, lean into that foxhole. Yeah. And if you, that foxhole isn't sturdy enough to lean in, then lean on because I'm right next to you. Yeah. You know, so yeah, no, that's really, really, really that's that's, that's a great way to live life. Right? So, well, thank you so much, <laughs> uh, Lee Rollins. Thank I appreciate you. your time and uh, and good luck with the event coming appreciate up. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Again, at that event we were talking about the nine eleven heroes run happening in Columbus, Georgia, on Saturday, September 9th, So, about a week and a half after this episode comes out, you've got. Plenty of time to register for this. It's only about $35 before the price goes up uh, a few bucks. And uh, at the same time of that, there's going to be another some other local races called the Old Mill 5K and 10-Miler. And so it's all going to be happening the same day, same time location, Saturday, September 9th, that morning, again at the uh, YMCA in downtown Columbus, Georgia. Also that same day, there's going to be a 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb at Doughboy Stadium at Fort Moore. And uh, that first event I was telling you about, the 9-11 Heroes Run. And when you, what you're paying for is, it's all the money you raise is going to the Travis Mannion Foundation, which helps veterans and youth. And uh, that their foundation has empowered more than 65,000 vets to make a difference in their community and uh, really helping youth along the way to lots of different programs. And so uh, that, that foundation is named after First Lieutenant Travis Mannion, who uh, I featured uh, the author of a book about him, uh, a book that was written 10 years ago called Brothers Forever, about Naval Academy roommates. And uh, Travis um, actually died in Iraq. He says, if not me, then who? So uh, a great uh, phrase to live by. Uh, so if you want to ruck or walk or run, whatever you want to do. So closing this episode now out in prayer, dear God, just thank you for the opportunity to be able to move and to for our military. We just thank you for the sacrifices them and their families make for us every single day, every year. Lord God, let us not forget that and the sacrifices you made for us, dying on the cross and, and so much you do for us to bless us every day, even when we don't deserve it. And uh, thank you, Jesus, for uh, the opportunity to uh, go out and run walk, ruck, whatever, um, for your glory and and for, for the helping our military. In your name we pray. Amen.
Well, thanks again for joining us for Run the Race. Make sure to tell your friends about it. Use hashtag Run the Race. And uh, we're going to have some great episodes coming up talking about faith and fitness as we roll on to fall of 2023. The weather's going to be better before you know it, right? And uh, as I promised, uh, where I was on September 11, 2001, I was actually working here at uh, WTVM, uh, coming into work and thinking, you know, I'd heard about a plane crashing into a building, but Wow, what I mean now another building, and so what 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 was thought was an accident turned into we knew was a strategic attack. A lot of tears shed here, even at the TV station, and and ABC was full out, uh, full coverage, you know, and uh, we raised a lot of money to help local first responders and military here uh, as a TV station. So um, let us never forget what happened that day. Y'all have a great day. God bless. <laughs>